What's up guys, welcome to episode 6 of the Rambler Gambler Show. I'm your host Kieran. Yesterday was World Mental Health Day. Um, I spent the day off my phone. Um, I guess one of the main reasons I do this podcast is um, to promote mental health awareness. But um, going on my phone, I feel like I feel like I blame social media for some of that stuff. And going on my phone, taking a break off my phone yesterday for a day, um, felt felt um, like a pretty good, pretty good idea. Let's get into the podcast. What's happening? Uh, thank you for those who are listening and um, sending me messages. Um, sending me feedback, sharing experiences. Um, that's that's why I started this podcast. So thank you guys. Um, it taught me to almost die in order for me to realize ways to live. It must be said that my ego did need addressing and that almost dying was truly a blessing. A moment of self-reflection brought with it some guidance and the voice in my head said, stop the constant judgment of yourself and stop comparing your journey to others. These somewhat simple realizations changed the way I see the world. I could have spent the rest of my days here constantly comparing my journey to yours and never feeling truly fulfilled because you are unreal and you are you. Why did I ever compare? I spent so many years at it. You are unique as fuck. So am I. So why do we ever compare? I could have continued judging myself on a daily basis and telling myself on the daily that I hadn't accomplished enough. My constant judgment of myself made me judge others and the craziest thing about all of this is that I never even knew I was doing it or why I was doing it. Life was just too busy. Your life is probably too busy too. And I say that because most people's lives are too busy. We don't know how to slow down. We're constantly stimulated in this world that we live in right now. So, in this episode, I'd like you to ask yourself, how can you slow it all down? And what are you going to do? So I can give you some context to slowing it all down. Slowing it all down means making some changes in your life if your thoughts are way too fast coming in. If 
your life is way too busy. If a week passes and you can't even remember the week, slowing it all down means doing a daily practice where you sit with your thoughts, you let them come and go. Slowing it all down is a simple act that not many people do. Um, so yeah, it took me eight, eight months of no work, a lot of pain, and uh, and a lot of just sitting with my thoughts to come to this realization that going too fast, man, it's just, it's not good for, it's not good for your life in any way. And there are people out there, you know, like uh, inspirational speakers and, and uh, some of these like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk characters who don't talk about the importance of sleep. In fact, the opposite. And, uh, and those sort of people, you know, are the people, unfortunately, that, that are popping up on our social medias all the time. Influential figures who speak about the grind and the graft and, and, and working overtime. And I'm telling you, that is all bullshit. You need to slow it down. If you want to be happy and not spend your whole life trying to chase this unachievable happiness. Because on the flip side of all of that, there are a bunch of people who never slept, worked their ass off, and did make the millions. And... Um, and they were waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel that never came. So if you're working flat out or you're grinding flat out and you don't take a time and, and after you grind, you go and you do something else and then you do something else and then you do something else and you go home and you lie in bed at night and you still think I haven't done enough. You are the one that needs to slow down because there'll be no light at the end of the tunnel if you don't slow it down. And that's just the way it is. Um, on World Mental Health Awareness Day, I couldn't stop thinking about my friends. Um, the friends that are still with me and how much I appreciate them and my family um, who are still with me and how much I love them. Um, I don't want to get into any specific uh, situations, but um, in a 12-month period back in about 2014, 2015, I, uh, I had to bury a friend who committed suicide and in those 12 months I had to listen to three other friends tell me about their attempts um, 
at that time, before I even addressed my own sort of mental health, at that time, I had just started working with disadvantaged youths who um, who needed help, you know. And uh, and I thought it was the clearest thing ever back then that social media is the was killing my friends. That's what I thought. Clearly, that's what I thought back then. Um, now that I've now that I've done more research, you know, and listened to more teachers and uh, studied more, learned more about philosophy and religion and and how your environment affects your life and how your childhood affects your life um, and how substances and stimulants affect your life. You know, I realized that mental health is way more complex than just social media. Um, some people have PTSD from stuff that they can't even remember. Yeah, so I understand that it's it's a way more um, complex conversation than just saying, stop that constant scroll on your phone. But in saying that, that's one of the things that that people of our generation unfortunately are caught up in which means that they really can't switch off and they're in a constant state of comparing themselves to others and even if you're truly enlightened and and aware of everything that's going on well a truly enlightened person wouldn't be doing that constant scroll but even if you're aware of everything that's going on while you engage in that constant Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter scroll. Um, they have designed those websites to basically manipulate your mind and keep you online. Um, so yeah, I'd say if you're one of those people, definitely uh, take a look at that also. So there are two points just about slowing down and reflecting on what's led you to this point or what has led you to times in the past where you just didn't really feel very good about yourself. Um, Marcus Aurelius famously once said, Today I escaped anxiety. Or no, I discarded it because it was within me in my own perceptions and not outside. Um, the anxiety you feel can be healed is what I get out of that quote. It can be discarded by you as it lives within you and you can start addressing it and healing it right now I cautiously think 
and talk about anxiety, as it has visibly had a crippling effect on many people who I know personally and professionally. Have I had it? Yes. Do I have it right now as I speak to you as you listen to this podcast? No. Um, I often ask myself, why did I have it and why do I not? I do believe it, um, you know, I still experience bouts of anxiety. Years ago, it used to come on strong, especially if at that time when I was in university and had just started traveling, I was partying a lot, not taking care of my physical, emotional or mental. Um, I started addressing that stuff. I started addressing my childhood, my relationships, my ability to process emotions and my ability to express these emotions, which is very important. Um, coming from small town Ireland, we're sort of, and again, this is no one's fault. Um, well, no one alive today, but the systems are in place which were sort of uh, were sort of judged, I think, or at least I always felt that way, judged for expressing emotions. And what happens is you can't really process your emotions if you're always suppressing them. Um, so what came out of that was like a distortion of my ego, self-worth, significance, place, role, my morals, um, and my attitudes towards myself, towards others, towards my family, towards life in general, towards all relationships. Um, and more importantly, out of all of those things uh, that I mentioned, I was confused. Um, I was confused why my friends were dying. I was confused um, why I was feeling certain ways. I was confused why all these systems were in place and stuff that I didn't feel like were necessarily my choice. I was confused and so I seeked help. After that friend committed suicide, it messed me up. After those friends attempted suicide, I knew it was their thoughts corrupting their mind. So it was at this time I started addressing mine. Um, it was at this time that I learned, I learned that it was about my thoughts. It wasn't until five years later when I was in a hospital bed um, and about to die that I got the I got the break from that constant fast life. It was at that time I read a book by a man called Ram Das who kept talking about this this idea of simply being. Um, it took me a long time to understand it. And again, as an Irishman with that home, that small town 
mentality. I was reading a lot of this stuff with that sort of whatever or or judging it. I was judging what I was reading or this is you know, airy fairy, this is too hippie, this is this is not real, this is only on paper to to sell it to I don't know, I don't know. I was judging the book based on the environment which I was raised in. And I guess I was still judging myself at that time. But I didn't understand what it meant to simply be. For me, to be means to live in the now, the present. To continuously be conscious of the present moments. The mind has a way of forcing us into a corner and firing dilemmas at us regarding our future as well as criticizing decisions that we have made in our past. Well, there is a way to escape that free flow of future and past thoughts. And I'm sure you can't stop hearing about it because although although powerful and, and these social medias and these other corporations that try to keep you clicking and keep you ticking in that constant fast life one of the benefits of this surge of social media is access to one of the best medicines out there and one of the best ways to simply be as Ramdas says to be and that's called meditation when the experiment of which life is starts to become a little too much too wild too stressful too complicated or even too repetitive we must learn coping mechanisms i think i quoted that one before of uh, all life is an experiment and the more experiments you make the better if you're if you're feeling really low either listening to this or the next time you're feeling low i urge you to experiment with this free medicine which is called meditation because it will bring you into the present moment and even if it's momentarily at first it will make you feel better um Did you know that the hormones, serotonin, cortisol, um, GABA, I think, DHEA, melatonin, are all naturally produced during meditation? Life is so fast, sometimes. But our thoughts are even faster. You can't control the world but you can start by controlling your breath, controlling your day-to-day, by giving up control, pretty much, and practicing meditation. I promise you, it's not easy at the start. It feels pointless. Maybe it'll even make you feel more of whatever you're feeling but I'm telling you 
it will um, it will start clicking some buttons in your mind, and it will it will have a positive effect on your mental state, on your mental health, on your mental hygiene. Um, yeah, so flipping that negative interaction um, or forgetting old confrontations with people of irrelevance um, to our present will assist you. It assisted me in allowing spiritual leaders like Ram Das, which I mentioned, to influence my life. And this is, has influenced me on a daily basis. Uh, these leaders have the ability to tell you stuff, you know. But sometimes, yeah, that's all we need. We just needed someone to tell us a simple practice. And one of the most important things is having someone who can listen. Because I know that feeling and you feel like you feel like you can't even speak, you can't even talk. Never mind talk to someone else when you're feeling not good upstairs. But I promise you it's one of the it's one of the best tools to overcome whatever you're going through is to talk about it. Um if there's someone in your life who you feel like you can talk to about something more than anything, and even if you've never told them about your mental state I'd say reach out. I'd say reach out to that friend and you'd be surprised how willing they will be to listen. Because everyone wants to help, really. All your friends want to help. Um, yeah, so Ram Das, seeing as I'm talking about him a lot on this podcast, mostly because he he basically changed my life from from uh, that fast pace, that's basically it. He slowed it down and made me see the world the way I see it today. And like I said, there's, uh, there's dark days. I'm not saying that it's all sunshine, but, um, but I, I wouldn't, I don't know where I'd be if, if I didn't just slow it all down. Um, Ramdas said, love your dark thoughts to death. Love your dark thoughts to death. What he's saying here is, he's not telling you to embrace a thought until you die, but rather to trace, trace your thoughts until the thought itself dies. Thoughts keep coming and coming and fogging up the mind. So let them come, give them love, then let them die. Before I end this podcast, I'm going to read that one more time. I wrote this down in a little, I, I've got a, I've got journals all over my apartment, but I wrote this down way back when it was all a bit foggy. Love your dark thoughts to death. Love your dark thoughts to death. 
He's not telling you to embrace a thought until you die, but rather to trace your thoughts until the thought itself dies. Thoughts will keep coming and coming and fogging up the mind. So let them come and give them love, then let them die. So yeah, love your dark thoughts to death. That's what I'd say. And when they get darker and you're able to let those dark thoughts die, imagine how proud you can be of yourself. And when they keep coming and you keep letting them die, that's an accomplishment. It's amazing how one man can live a life of peace while another lives a life of pure mind chaos. Yeah, we both have similar beliefs about life, love, and the strength of the mind. The only difference is you can have all those beliefs about life and love and mental strength, but until you slow it all down, until you slow it all down, boys, you'll never have that mental health. You'll never be healthy. Yeah, another absolute ramble, but it's all I know. It's, all, it's the only way I know how to help the people I love and the people who struggle with their mental health. You know, it's the only thing I know that's 100% bulletproof. Now, there's people in my life who went through dark times and who came out to see the light with various forms of meditation. Exercise. Exercise is another form of meditation. Um, reading and educating yourself, even just that switch off that comes with engaging in a book that you're interested in, another form of meditation. Music. Music, another form of meditation. I'll tell you, yeah, getting out of your comfort zone. Getting out of your comfort zone. <laughs> Sounds so like, I don't know. You're in your most comfortable, you're in your most discomfort you've ever been in your whole life, going through something really bad. And sometimes the best thing is to leave whatever place you're at. Go and do something. Go and do something you never thought you could do. Um, and yeah, I'll just leave it with this. World Mental Health Awareness Day was yesterday. If uh, If you listen to this, and you're related to it, message me, message your friend, message anyone in your life who you think you can talk to. If you are going through anything, even if you're just feeling a bit emotional about stuff, just reach out, hey. Go talk to someone, tell them how you feel. And, um, and that's it. 
Hope you're all staying safe out there. That's it for this episode of The Rambler Gambler Show. Take care. Peace. Boys, leave me alone. I'll eat what I'm hungry and I'll drink what I'm trying. And if you don't like it, boys, leave me alone. I'll eat what I'm hungry and I'll drink what I'm trying. And if you don't like it, boys, leave me alone. I'll eat what